Hope. Everyone needs some. Welcome to the In All podcast, a production of Mercy Street. These stories are from hope dealers at Houston, Texas, and everyday misfits found in the Bible. We hope you find your story and God's story of radical grace. This story is the story of Jesus's transfiguration on the top of the mountain. It appears in Matthew 17, Mark 9, and Luke chapter 9. It was far enough into fall that the sun was long gone by 6.45 p.m. I walked into the one-story red brick building, followed the instructions at the registration desk, placing my car keys and wallet in the 12-inch by 12-inch metal locker. I slipped the small key in my pocket and took a seat in the lobby. There were 10 to 12 of us in the lobby that night, and we were waiting for the orderly to usher us from the lobby to the visiting hall. The conversations were as you would expect at the end of a work day. Errands yet to run, deadlines to meet at work, a few young adults finishing the last few nibbles of a Whataburger dinner. Pretty soon the orderly appeared and asked for all those who were visiting family to follow him. And so we left the sparsely furnished lobby and walked down a bleach white corridor. As we were all through the doorway, one set of doors closed and we heard metal clasping metal. Moments later, the door at the far end of the corridor opened and we walked into the cafeteria transformed as the visiting hall. I was there to see a member of our church. The mental hospital was providing a much needed respite for her, a treatment place for her and for dozens of others. She offered me a cup of coffee from the vending machine and we took our drinks and found a chair along the 10-foot plastic tables which lined the room. We managed to find a spot somewhat removed from others, but definitely within earshot of conversations. There was not much privacy. She was eager to visit. We talked about the cooler weather, where she saw God throughout the day, her treatment plan once she would be released from the hospital, and her weariness of being hospitalized yet again. As we talked, I stole glances around the room to see other young adults, sons and daughters with their parents, aging fathers with their spouse and children. Many were eager to visit and to share how they were doing, but others sat knees to chest, white socks exposed, sitting in silence. Our visit lasted an hour, and at the end, the same orderly who had brought us into the cafeteria asked us to say our goodbyes, and we exited through the same set of doors as before, but something was different this time. Waiting in that bleach-white corridor between locked doors, we had become a unique community, a tribe having this shared experience of visiting our loved ones. There was a well-dressed wife who placed her head on her husband's shoulders, worry and concern. A group of friends, or maybe they were siblings, had their heads down, their hands stuffed into oversized sweatpant pockets. No one was speaking. It's like each of us were taking a few moments in silence to collect what we had just experienced. 
to notice the signs that the person we loved was getting better or showing progress or maybe withdrawing even more. I'm guessing that many of these family members and friends made this visit regularly. It had been the first time for me, but I felt welcomed into this group. After what felt like 10 minutes, it was probably less than two or three, the metal doors unlocked and we spilled out into the lobby. I gathered my keys and my wallet and headed to the car. I can't explain it, but something happened in that hallway. As I said, it was a moment where we had been a group of strangers, but we were transfigured into into something new, into something different. It was like those of us who had watched loved ones who began to be deteriorated by the disease of mental illness, we found a place where we were not alone. We had hope and gratitude for a medical system. That hallway experience is what the Celtics call a thin space. They call it a thin space because it's, it's a place where heaven meets earth, a place where the reality of what is cuts through the perception of what we see. A thin space is where two worlds are knit together. A wife, a mom, and her business suit. Remembering what it was like to cradle her newborn son and now to watch him suffer as a young adult from the disease of mental illness. A thin space is a place where the joy of heaven meets the pain of earth. In the dark ages, thin places would literally be those spots where light would illuminate the darkness. And in the Bible, there are numerous uh, places where this happens. And in Genesis, Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, had an experience where he sees a vision of angels moving up and down a ladder from heaven to earth, back to heaven. Jacob collects stones and calls this Bethel, the house of God. It happens with Moses in the burning bush. Moses is busy tending sheep. He's trying to forget about the warrant out for his arrest. And God interrupts his every day to call him on a mission. It happened to the prophet Elijah, who found himself in the wilderness and a flock of ravens show up to feed him and the still small voice of God's comfort in the midst of Elijah's depression and suicidal thoughts. Thin spaces for us today are rare and yet common. The scripture that I connect to that hallway experience at the mental hospital was Jesus' transfiguration on top of a mountain. Okay, just, just go with me on this one. <laughs> in Matthew 17 and Mark 9 and Luke 9, Jesus goes up a mountain, more than likely Mount Tabor in the Galilee region. It says Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to the top of the mountain. And in a moment, Jesus was physically transfigured. His face shone. His clothes became bleach white. It says he was changed from the inside out. And all of a sudden, a voice from above says, This is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. In this thin space on top of Mount Tabor, Jesus was joined by Moses and Elijah. Now, transfiguration stories or events are not unique to Christianity. 
It is said that the Buddha transfigured at enlightenment and at death. Many other world religions have a prophet whose physical appearance changed. But here's the unique thing about the transfiguration of Jesus. Yes, it is a sign of his divinity. But I think it's unique to other world religions because in this thin space, Jesus is not trying to prove a point as to who he is, but he is showing the impact of his life and ministry of salvation, of shalom, of healing. Jesus' transfiguration is significant because who joins him on that mountaintop experience? Peter and James and John. Both Matthew and Mark say that they were so terrified by what happened, they hid their faces. Luke says that they actually fell asleep, nodded off in the midst of something so holy. Jesus was also joined by Moses and Elijah. Yeah, okay, maybe it's stamping Jesus' resume as the prophet among prophets, but I think it was something more than that. Both Moses and Elijah had each had disappointments in their relationship with God. And so in this moment, Moses actually gets to enter the promised land, a place that he had been forbidden to enter before. Elijah, who worried that he was the only prophet left among any of the prophets, gets to see three new disciples who will become the pillars of the church. This thin space, this mount of transfiguration, is about seeing the Holy One, Jesus. But seeing where the Holy One shows up and who the Holy One shows up to, I think, is the greater miracle. I don't know why that night the hallway corridor of a mental hospital was a thin place. Maybe it was because a group of people who needed to know that they were not isolated, that their loved one had not been left alone. Jesus was with us in that hallway and Jesus was with those at the mental hospital. Jesus is in the waiting rooms as we wait for a loved one in surgery. Jesus is with us five minutes before the big job interview. Jesus is in the parking garage after you pack up your office from being downsized. Jesus is in your home office when you get home after retiring, wondering what will occupy your time. Jesus is in the nursery as you bring home the newborn child, certain you're going to mess this up. Jesus is in our mountaintop experiences and in the, the depths. And in those thin spaces where Jesus shows up, it's just, it's not a matter of of Jesus revealing himself. It's a matter of who Jesus is gathering to himself. May we have eyes to see. May we have ears to hear. All those thin spaces, which are rare and oh so common, the places where heaven comes on earth. If this story inspired you, Check out more In All Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. Know someone who needs hope? Share this podcast with them. This podcast is brought to you by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas. We create a safe harbor of hope and transformation so all may experience the radical grace of God. Go to www.mercystreet.org.